Hello and welcome to Happy Success, the podcast that looks at how we can support our children to be happy and successful throughout their lives. My name is Pippa Probert and I'm the head of juniors here at Ditcham Park School up in the beautiful South Downs in Hampshire. I'm also a mum of three, so all of the things that we talk about in this podcast I've either experienced as a parent or am experiencing at the moment. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of sleep. I get lots of emails and have lots of conversations with parents at school all the time about how we can get our children to sleep better. And this comes across all age ranges, from our little ones who are in our preschool, right the way through to parents of children who are going into their GCSEs. Sleep is one of those really central issues that are going to support a child to be happy and healthy. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at sleep in young children, and then we're going to follow up with another episode for how to support adolescents with their sleep patterns as well. Today, I'm going to be talking to Christina Lydon, who runs a company called School Readiness, which, as the title suggests, it helps children get ready for entering into mainstream education. She is a music therapist and has worked in mainstream and special education for the past 10 years. She's worked in a variety of early year settings, including the senior paediatric music therapist in the Child Development Service at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital in London. And she's also worked with the Children and Adolescent Mental Health Service up in London as well. She has a wealth of experience and I, for one, always enjoy my conversations with Christina because I come away having got so many ideas and tips and hints for my own children as well. Christina, welcome to Happy Success. Thanks, Piffa. It's really nice to be here. Um, so I think one of the hardest things as a parent is getting your child to sleep through the night. And yes. speaking as a mum who still has a child who doesn't sleep through the night at the age of six, mm-hmm. I would be really interested in any hints and tips. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think we all know, like you've hinted at, that sleep is just a game changer for children and oh, yes. for the adults as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as you have a bit of a rocky time, it really impacts everyone and impacts your day. Absolutely, because you can get into a really good sleep pattern mm. and then for no apparent reason, mm. it gets thrown up into mm. the air again. Mm. And completely knocks for six mm. and it's hard. Um, so, yeah, I think kind of typically we often see, and I'm mindful that it's, you know, just been Easter holidays, so there might be parents who this is resonating with, but mm. holidays come, you might have bit later bedtimes, you've got events or things you might be going out to, so bedtime slowly might creep back the odd half an hour might creep back a bit more than that and you can have lazy mornings and maybe you don't need to be out that early and it doesn't really matter i'm nodding emphatically at the yeah. Moment. <laughs> yeah. so you know you might end up having a few weeks like that and obviously the rhythm of your weeks are then different when you're on holiday yeah absolutely um and even if you're just at home it's like yeah you don't necessarily need to be out the door at a set time so often then when we transition back into school you've got this huge clunk of a gear change and suddenly you realize well actually we need to be out at quarter to eight to get the bus and get up the drive and everything and what time does that actually mean you need to have eaten your breakfast and got dressed because that's it you can you can have such a stressful start to your day 
yeah. caused effectively by what's happened the night before. Yes. And if, you know, if your child, and you, but if, you, if your child is up 10 minutes later, that 10 minutes might be crucial in your yeah. morning routine. Absolutely. And then it makes, it, you know, they are tired and groggy and maybe a bit ratty. And you are also trying to chivvy them because you're desperately trying to get those minutes back and get out the door at the right time. So it's kind of just a bit of a recipe for have a really tough start sometimes yeah. in the morning <laughs> like it's gonna be really tough and that can that can often impact your day or maybe your child's day it can do I think what we see here is if a child hasn't had a quiet calm start to the day they're coming into school mm. you know just slightly out of sorts mm. 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 so it's really interesting that that sort of the sleep routine the mm. night before mm. can actually then have a huge impact on yeah. Not just how tired they are during the day, mm. but also what sort of start they have mm. to their day. Completely. And their, how positive they feel about it. Yes. And I think having that, literally thinking backwards, so thinking about the night before. So that's really key to kind of set up how that's going to progress through mm. that evening and then, yeah, be prepared and ready for the next morning. So I kind of often say to parents, particularly when we think about holidays and we've touched on, you know, kind of later bedtimes, but maybe, and this is really hard to do, I don't always do this with my children. <laughs> I, and I made myself in the summer, at the end of the summer holidays, I was like, right, come on, we've really got to do this, otherwise it's going to be, my son has to be ready and dressed at 7.30. So it's everyone yeah needs to yeah. be done yeah so i said 10 days before actually it was a week before but we started getting up at, at sort of normal time at normal time so like 10 to 7 up and even if i mean he's he's 11 but even if he'd gone to bed at half nine uh, and you know bedtimes had slipped that and he was pretty groggy and he wasn't happy but then yeah, we kept doing it and then was going back, okay, actually, you're going to go to bed at 8.30 like normal. And then when he did get back to school, he was really tired. And so really helping him learn as well at that age, okay, you're feeling pretty wiped out after being back at school. You could go, you could choose to go to bed at 8 o'clock. Usually you go to bed at 8.30. You could go half an hour early. And that's kind of helping children then have that autonomy and noticing about how they are feeling yeah. and how they're regulating and you know happily for children they don't have as much life admin or washing up or you know yes. putting a wash on that you've oh, still yes. got thinking around your head <laughs> they can just go oh yeah do you know what I'll go to bed half an hour early um I always have this conversation with my children when I'm putting them to bed and then they're like are you going to bed now or, or I might be like I'm really tired and I was like, no, because I've got a few more things to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go to bed. Um, so, yeah, thinking about getting that bedtime, uh, you know, incrementally mm -hmm. over a week or so back into the routine. Yeah. And it can feel pretty, it's quite a boring thing to do. And it can it can be a bit tough. And your children are a bit tired. But I can reassure you that it will really help that jump back into routine you know Easter holidays are quite long obviously we've got the summer break too yes um so it just really helps with everything else that you touched on then being back at school and maybe you've got a new class a new class teacher new timetable all sorts of other stuff that's going to wipe them out and that they need to kind of be clued up and ready yeah. and navigating that change so actually having 
a good and planned sleep is really helpful. Definitely. I think we we know that particularly for little ones, that having a kind of structured routine helps them understand because this is all pre them being able to read the time or you know know about you know eating dinner and then what happens next how long is half an hour versus how long is two hours and so having you know kind of the classic kind of bath book bed and it doesn't need to be exactly like that and you can make a routine bespoke yourself um but particularly when we think about bath time there's a real science behind that in so much as it can be a really lovely quiet calm time for the child to unwind but also we know that when the child gets out of the bath so they've been hot and then they cool down as they're getting dried and then they warm up again and that encourages sleep sleepiness so you're already helping the body to unwind relax and be ready then some other quiet time so it may not be necessarily reading a book maybe they'll have an audio book maybe they listen a bit older they listen to a podcast but we kind of all know at that point to try and be avoiding screens at that point so trying to think of something different um or just having a chat with your child i mean there's there's just to have whatever fits some parents you, you might be able to do a, a book before bed on a couple of nights a week and other nights it might be a bit different so maybe you're just having a little 10 minute little chat with them yeah. um, and that's totally fine but then yeah into bed and hopefully that's setting up for a good night's sleep and then up in the morning and then you as parents particularly thinking at the start of term angle about yeah what time do I need to leave the house and what time do I need to be ready and is it PE and did they need their swimming kit and you know all those little things that just might hamper you (laughs) with a hurdle that next morning so it's it's yeah just really helpful to get those things you know in order yeah, um, and be ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's one of the things that we've tried to introduce as a family of trying to limit or reduce screen time at least a good hour before mm. bedtime, mm. because actually I find that they are much more willing to do the calming down mm. if they haven't had that interaction mm. with a screen beforehand. Mm. If I mm. take Gracie off a screen. Mm and then put her into the bath she's still buzzing yes from that from that Mm. so we try to do a little bit of creative play some Mm. colouring or something like that Mm. or doing a jigsaw puzzle which is already starting to calm her down Mm. even before we get into the bath yeah so and also that's a really nice moment of connection isn't it you know actually with another person and um and i'm also trying to just illustrate that this this doesn't need to be like um this can be this can be um adaptive like i said before for your family so it doesn't mean that you're like oh goodness i i need to be here and doing 20 minutes of jigsaw it could be that you get them set up with a jigsaw but you're also doing the washing up over there and they're they're doing the jigsaw and you can still chat to them that's still connection because it's you've got to have that kind of good enough you know approach there's still jobs to do there's still dinner to cook there's still washing up you know it's got to be done so i think that's one of the the real 
challenges of being a parent is accepting good enough as mm. being actually mm. that's really good it's more than good yeah, yeah. it's really good you have <laughs> you are keeping them safe you yes. they are warm they are fed and they are happy and what how you manage to achieve that is really so bespoke to your family and your, and your personal situation and your children and your personality but there will be aspects that you do and work really well. There will be other bits that might feel a bit more bumpy for your family, but for other people it might be really plain sailing. Um, but, yeah, remembering that good enough approach. Yeah. But I think, it, you know, as we as we were thinking about tips about sleep, I think that's it, isn't it? Trying to be aware of some of these pointers. Mm. And, and maybe you might not manage them all or maybe you might, try and get back into sleep routine a couple of days before the right start of term that's good enough like it's it's how you know trying to implement some of this to kind of help you all manage it's interesting because yeah. that very much connects back to a, a podcast that we recorded um right at the beginning of this series and it started off with actually to be a good parent you need to look after yourself completely first of all mm-hmm. and not run yourself ragged to a point where you can't function because your whole world is created about creating this perfect environment Mm. for your child Mm. and you're the person who's left sort of falling over and falling down you know putting the washing on at half past 10 at night and waiting for it to go through you know yeah no actually maybe you can put it on at that same time your child's doing some coloring like that is much better and then you'll also get some downtime and be able to Manage with that early start, you know. No one likes an early start yourself, you know. But you'll just be a bit more, you know, prepared. Um, uh, and reminding ourselves. I mean, I don't know about you, but ah, oh, you know, have the iPad or my phone to watch a bit of, you know, Netflix or something, or yeah. or you know, messaging or probably scrolling. It's really important to remember these things ourselves, like in terms of sleep hygiene, um, and. Yeah, one of the best things I've done is make sure that the phones are downstairs. Yes, yes, it's really, really good. Simple. And also, that's modelling to your children as well. Mm-hmm. That actually, you know, whatever time, or we don't have the phones in our room, or yeah, we you know we don't have them on the dinner table. Whatever it is that you're showing them, you can manage it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they'll kind of follow suit too. So it's having those kind of healthy ways of keeping healthy. You know, we think about healthiness being like doing exercise or eating but actually it's about health wider isn't yeah. it which sleep and screens play a part absolutely of. yeah yeah i'm i'm very mindful of the fact that i have a six-year-old who still finds it difficult to get to sleep on her mm. own mm. and would like either myself or my husband mm. to be sitting on the floor mm. with her while mm. she's going to sleep i think that's probably quite i bet there's lots of parents that are listening I, yeah, <laughs> yeah and i think i'm, I'm hoping it's not just us <laughs> yeah um but i just wondered if you had any sort of tips or strategies for because actually that's the time often that that half an hour yeah where right. they're going off to sleep where for grace she's not going to sleep because she's wanting to make sure that we're still there mm. so she's not mm. settling herself down she's conscious that we're there just kind of checking yes yeah. and also that's the time where i could be putting the dishwasher on and mm. cleaning the kitchen mm. and getting us ready for the next day and i i'm then sort of sitting there kind of going oh mm. i need to get out of here Mm-mm. 
And I think she also picks up on my yes. attention. And then you're thinking, well, one false move. I don't want to get up now. And then she'll be completely and she'll awake. And, I, yes. <laughs> and then I completely, yeah. I think what's really helpful, and, it, and she's, you know, six, so she should be able to understand this, is really work on something that feels really achievable, but really small steps. So you could start as you usually do and be with her in the room and explain to her that you're going to be going out for one minute but you'll come back in and you can go and do one little thing (laughs) (laughs) put a plate in the dishwasher come back and then she'll know and she'll begin to trust that you will come back and then that can slowly build and you can be you know really follow her lead on this because she's showing you that she needs she wants that reassurance but you'll be able to slowly build that up so that eventually you know you come to her bedroom with her perhaps she'll read a book um she'll get into bed and then you can say okay so it's time for you to settle down now and remember mommy's gonna go out for five minutes but then i will come back in and check on you before it's time to go to sleep so she'll start to build that develop that ability to regulate and be knowing that you're returning and then eventually you know it'll be the return kiss goodnight and then but she will have that trust and reassurance that you will be returning but um yes it might be quite a slow process (laughs) but i I think there's kind of you know a glimmer of hope there you know that's idea actually yeah and i think that's something that is relatively easy as well um yeah what you're not doing I find the sort of the techniques of leaving a child to cry mm, or mm, doing that kind of repeated returning to mm, bed routine mm, so difficult mm, because it's exhausting and it's mm, confrontational. And, and just your cortisol levels are probably going through the roof, yeah, both of you, the child and you. Exactly, and yeah, a child's yeah. going to sleep utterly distressed mm, mm, and, mm, you know, not having had the reassurance that they need. Mm. And, yeah, you're returning and reassuring her, mm. but also building up that time. Um, yeah, which is something, yeah, that you know, I've spoken to parents about before, to kind of slowly build that up. And you might find that she manages it for a little bit and then there's a little blip and that will happen. But by yeah. being consistent and keep trying mm. and reminding her, and you could do whatever you kind of want get her interested in it so mm. perhaps you might make a little poster together that might be like grace's sleeping plan <laughs> or something and but by her like getting to know about it a bit more and i don't know maybe drawing at what's going to happen like yeah. we do this and then mummy goes out you know she starts giving her more opportunities to process what's going on and ownership of that and she could put that up on her bedroom wall or something and you'd be yeah. like so remember well, this next bit is this and then I'll be back and then yeah I really like the idea of that actually because mm. often as adults we ha- we know we're holding the schedule in our brains mm. Mm. but actually we in our busyness we haven't necessarily had the time to share that with our child I think so yeah and so we're kind of but we've got to do this mm. we've got to mm. one of the best things I have found in the mornings for getting my two girls up and out of the house by 7 30 mm. mm. Um, is to explain to them what they need to have got done by oh, that time. Yeah. And, you know, the typical week this week, my husband's away all week. But actually by sharing that with them and saying, this is going to mm. be a busier morning because it's mm. mummy on her own, mm. actually that really helps. They're more aware. Mm-hmm. They're showing some really lovely empathy, actually. Mm. Mm. 
by getting up and getting and dressed. And independence, like, yes. it's showing that bit more. Like, it is quite yeah. funny, though. So when Duncan comes home, <laughs> and I'm like, so we were brilliant, you had a fantastic week, you got up, you got dressed, mm-hmm. you got yourselves breakfast, we didn't have any arguments about who had what bowl. Yeah. Can we do that? They're like, Again. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> we worked really hard on that. Yeah. And now it's just back. So. Oh, daddy's back. That's fine. <laughs> and I think with slightly younger children, although actually mine are um, a little bit, yeah, about eight and 11, and, and we still sometimes, particularly back when you're getting back into the routine, even like having little visuals, like, okay, you know, uh, toothbrush, school clothes, bag, water bottle making sure you've got those because we're used to holding that in our heads or but actually having a little visual on the kitchen table and then you're not like get your shoes on come on yeah kind of nagging them you could be like have you checked your list um and And those visual timetables because we use visual timetables in school all the time Mm. but you can get home visual timetables you just google them Mm. and you'll get images coming up and you can cut Mm. them up and mm. create your own versions of them yes which is yeah. absolutely fantastic yes. but that again is not an onerous thing to do because no. you literally can google it and print them yes out. and there's also a really lovely lovely cards that i've come across before called routine for kids and they are little cards with exactly those pictures so toothbrush sleep um picture of the park picture of the car um and they also do more seasonal ones because obviously sometimes yeah, when it's Christmas time and yeah. things like that, it might be, you know, you think about Christmas Day, everything's out of kilter, isn't it? You might have lunch later or you could be presents now or when are we going to open presents? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of you can imagine, you can see how, oh, a present picture and then a playing picture and then a lunch picture might be really helpful. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like those. And so they're, they're kind of ready-made and you can then make them bespoke. Brilliant. Yeah, they're really nice. Well, I'll have to get yeah. the link off you and yeah. we'll, we'll add the link on sure. to our contents yeah. for yeah. this um, podcast. Yeah. I think it, what I'm hearing most of all is routine is king mm. Mm. and reinforcing those routines. Would I be right in thinking if you do have a blip where suddenly, for no apparent reason, the sleep yeah. kind of starts is not to abandon your routine but just yes. to stick with it not to try yeah. something new or different i would just keep trying to stick to that because also that will remind your child what you have been plugging away at before and they will uh, you know respond to that reassurance of the, the kind of weight the routine that you've yeah. been doing prior to that so prompting and reminding them and it isn't like a magic wand, like stuff happens or bad sleep or illness, you yes, know, absolutely. all these things are very normal aspects that change, you know, change our sleep, mm. um, you know, so that will happen. Um, but yeah, keeping, yeah, keeping back on that routine is, yeah, really key. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Christina, thank you so much for coming yeah, in. It's really nice. We try to here. finish our podcast with sort of coming back to this idea of happy success, mm. which is the name of our podcast. And so for me, I think right now what I'm hearing is to create happy and successful children, we need to be reinforcing those gentle routines. Mm, Yes, and I think that will also then skill them up to think about, particularly sleep, to support their happiness and their success as they, you know, travel through childhood and teenage years and then as adults too, to have that. So yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you.